Hey guys, this is Rick Godwin, pastor of Summit Church here in San Antonio. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we're excited to have you on our podcast. Our goal is to inspire you and to challenge you and help everyone realize their full potential in Christ. Now enjoy the message. I want to talk to you a little bit, a few minutes about honor, the spirit of honor. Matthew chapter 13, verse 57 says, the people were offended in him, but Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Now watch what happens next. Verse 58, and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Now, in the previous chapter, he was over in Capernaum. He healed everybody. Hello. That's my wallet. I just sacrificed it to the Lord. There we go. Anyway, he healed everybody. But in his own hometown, he performed not many mighty works. Why? Because he was not shown honor. So let's talk a little bit about the spirit of honor and the power of honor over your life, over mine. When you find a Bible truth and you begin to practice it, it will release mighty works in your life. Without honor, it's going to severely limit your life. Now, we live in America in a generation where it is popular and well-paid to show dishonor. It's popular for comedians and TV shows and CNN, and Fox News, and CBNC, whatever, to show dishonor to people. In fact, they will pay you multiple million dollars to be a bubblehead for dishonor. If you want to be popular and well-known, show more dishonor. You get a bigger microphone, get a bigger paycheck. Now, I grew up, like some of you, in a culture and time where we were forced to show honor. I was taught to honor people's property honor their home, honor my school teacher, honor people in authority, and honor father and mother. I was taught you'll show honor to those who hold a position in authority over your life. You may not like them, but you're going to show honor. But today we've got produced a spirit of dishonor. So it's possible to dishonor authority while doing what you were told to do. You're right. Uh, you can dishonor by what you say. You can dishonor by your attitude. In the South, we used to have an expression, sucking your teeth, where your kids, having been told they need to do something, go and roll their eyes, right? That's a spirit of dishonor. Now, if I had sucked my teeth and rolled my eyes as a kid with my father told me to do something, I'd be missing those teeth today. <laughs> dishonor was not tolerated. You know, I was told, Open the car door for your mother. Stand up when a woman enters the room. Say please. Say thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Isn't that such a violent abuse of our civil liberties? Dear God, don't allow a spirit of dishonor to take root in your life. If you allow your children to dishonor you, one day when they get a job, they think they can treat their boss the way they treated you. So when they lose their job because they gave their boss a piece of their mind, the boss gave them a pink slip, don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. 
If you don't watch it, you'll allow a spirit of dishonor to attach itself to you because it's possible to do an honoring thing in a dishonoring manner. Well, I did what they asked me to do. Come here, let me slap you. You know, you, you, you feel that spirit, that attitude. But did you do it with the right attitude? Jesus said, in my own hometown, I'm not honored. And it shut him down. Dishonor shuts down what God puts in people for you. Dishonor closes you off to whatever they might have. The supernatural power of God was shut down in Jesus' hometown. Now, it didn't say Jesus didn't want to or he couldn't. It says he could do no mighty works because of their dishonor, their total unbelief. So the city was talking and saying like, wow, we know who he is. That's Joseph's son. He grew up here. We know him. That's his mother over there. And they did not show him honor. So his power was cut off in their life. You can be under the most anointed person and not get your breakthrough while others around you are because they have a spirit of honor. Your perception is not the thermostat for the body of Christ. Just because you didn't like a singer or a a preacher or the way they look uh, or their wife, you're not the thermostat for the body of Christ. Whoever I honor opens me to receive what they have for me. Whoever you dishonor is shut off to you. See, what you honor, you duplicate, replicate. What you dishonor, you lose. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. It says, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. You honor the office, you honor the authority and the placement God has put in these people who have authority. See, it doesn't Romans 13 say, God is speaking through his word and he says, let every soul be subject, stand under the higher authority. For there's no authority but of God even bad ones. God put them there because Jesus told Pilate, he says, you would have no power unless my father gave it to you. So whether we look in our city or in Washington, D.C. or the governments of the United States, for some reason known only to God, there are some nasty people, but God gave them their power. Now there, he's got multiple reasons and he has a time limit, but he says to me, you stand under and honor the authority placed over you, whether you like them or not. I don't have to like you to be respectful and to honor your office. When we receive a guest speaker or a musician, you receive their reward. Showing honor to people gets you the best they have and releases mighty works in your life. See, the next generation desperately needs to develop a spirit of honor. When we have a guest at Summit, we want to have a culture of honor in this house. Even if you don't agree with everything about them, can you eat the fish and spit out the bones? I mean, God will take care of whatever's wrong with them. God will deal with it, but I can show honor and get the reward. We've had governors, we've had senators, we've had people in civil authority visit this church. And when asked to, to to meet them or to meet me or whatever, I always extend, whether I voted for them or not, whether I like them or not, they're here, they're in my house, the house of honor. We show respect and honor for that office, period. 
I'm honoring the office. It's a higher authority than me. I'm just honoring it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't get with any group that's extreme. Stay away from that extreme view. We cuss everything and, and think it's normal and right. Romans 13, 7 says, render to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, honor to whom honor is due. These are clear scriptures. This is not vague talk. People over you in life or on a job may not be as qualified as you to be over you. Ever stand in a TSA security line at the airport? Some of those agents can barely speak English. Some of those agents didn't finish high school. But guess what? He outranks me. And you don't think so? Smart mouth. Go ahead. Play your little game. And you're going to have a bad day when he summons the security and police over to take you out of the line. That ain't not a good day. Now, personally, you can be frustrated. I understand. Not that I haven't been also. But I just say, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. It depends. I just honor that authority. That's a higher authority. That's all. If a policeman stops me, I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, or Asian. Lower your tone of your voice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here's my registration. Yes, sir. And my wife wants to argue, so she gets a ticket. I say, you're absolutely right, sir. Thank you. I'm telling you, you watch on the news and people get shot and people get killed and people get uh, tased because they got a big mouth. Shut your mouth. I tell our young people, when you get stopped by a police officer, whether he has a good attitude or not, yes, sir. No, sir. If there's something legally wrong, we can handle that in court. If either way, you're going to come out on the good end if you'll just show honor of the office and respect. Don't, yeah, 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 and hot, and don't do that. You're going to cause a fight and you're going to lose. Don't do that. Anybody with me here? We got a military town for crying out loud. Okay. All right. So the fact that I might be overqualified for somebody else doesn't give me the right to dishonor them. I'm not going to allow that spirit of dishonor to attach to me. Honor has to do with me. And if somebody over me or above me acts in some dishonorable way, I'm going to pray for them. See, God told us to pray for those in authority. He said, you must honor, but pray for them. Why? They're going to fix the laws that govern us. So he says, while you may not like them and while they may be on a wrong course completely, pray for them. It, it does have an effect. God says, you are to pray for those in authority, yeah. right? Not to dishonor them. So I'm going to pray for them. I'm not going to join that same spirit of dishonor around me. So honor will affect your life. It will affect your children. In Numbers chapter 12, verse 1, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman he had married. Please remember that Miriam and Aaron are Moses' sister and brother. Miriam changed Moses' diapers. She... That was her kid brother, right? But God elevated Moses in authority over both of them. So when they went to dinner, it's brother and sister. But when he was speaking as God's representative to the nation, she would subject to that authority. 
she could not be disrespectful because that's my brother and I changed his diapers. This ain't too complicated, is it? Okay. I'm trying to get you to see. She thought she could just badmouth him and be toxic about not liking this interracial marriage that Moses had just engaged in. So Moses married somebody from another race and another culture, and his brother and sister didn't like it. So they start murmuring about the woman. And my guess is Miriam was the bigger mouth. That's just my guess. And Scripture says, listen to this, and the Lord heard it. Oh, Jesus, that is not good. I don't know what's coming next, but I bet it ain't good. And the Lord heard it. God hears a spirit of dishonor in our lives. Verse 2 of chapter 12. So they said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us as well? We're just as good as Moses. And the Lord heard it. Now, by the way, they were just as good as Moses. And God had spoken through them. But Moses was the higher authority. They weren't. God chose Moses to be the leader of that nation and the highest authority. So I notice people start to lose their passion for God when they take on a spirit of dishonor. Now you're cut off from what God had put in this person to give and bring to you. So that's their loss. I've watched people, you know, in church get offended. Something was said, something done. They didn't like. Now they can't receive anything. They're like a car out of gas just sitting there stuck. Nobody can preach you happy now. Nobody can sing you into happy. People can be rejoicing all around you, but you're dead and empty. And it has to do with your own spirit of dishonor. And the Lord heard it. And God told Moses, tell Miriam and Aaron, come to my office. (laughs) Tell them to meet me at the door of the tabernacle. Oh, my God. You don't want to go to this meeting. Oh, no, this is not going to be good. That's not a meeting I want to attend. God is so upset with their flagrant dishonor of his representative, he tells them to come to the door of the tabernacle. Now, God was not about to allow the same spirit of dishonor that got in Lucifer that dishonored him in heaven and got him thrown out of heaven. He didn't want that in his first church on earth. So God believes in honoring authority and commands us to do so. God told Miriam and Aaron, he talks to others in dreams and visions, but I talk to Moses face to face. And you've got the nerve to drink the water he got by striking the rock, and you eat the food he prayed in, and all you can do is murmur and complain and show dishonor throughout the camp of Israel. Look at verse 10. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, Miriam became leprous as white as snow. And Moses pleads to God for his sister to heal her. And in verse 14, then the Lord said to Moses, if her father, having been dishonored, had spit in her face, would she not be ashamed for seven days just for showing dishonor to a father? So I just decided to give her leprosy. Leprosy carries with it isolation. So God said, let her have leprosy for seven days and stay outside the camp. When you have leprosy, you don't have to tell people not to get around you. So the lesson is, if a spirit has a spirit of, a person has a spirit of dishonor, 
You're supposed to treat them like a leper until they get over their negativism and criticism. Leprosy is also contagious. Dishonor is also contagious. Leprosy affects your nerve endings physically, and it causes you to lose feeling. And when a person has a spirit of dishonor, they lose the ability to feel God anymore. People are singing, but you're not. You can't feel anything. The words being preached, people are receiving. You can't feel it. You're not receiving anything. The anointing is present and flowing, but you can't feel it. See, you lose the ability to feel when you allow dishonor to attach itself to your life. Genesis 9, Noah spent a year, a year, locked up in a boat with his family and kids and all kinds of animals. And when he got off, he instantly got drunk. And you would too. (laughs) Just thought I'd throw that in. Genesis 9, verse 21. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. Verse 22. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and put it on social media and told his two brothers outside. He saw some uncovered flesh. I I don't care how spiritual people act around you. I don't care how anointed they are behind a pulpit. Don't ever forget that somewhere there is some flesh in everybody. And it's only a matter of time before you see it if you have proximity. Some of you will show some flesh before you get off the parking lot. You'll disrespect the volunteer or officer who is the authority over that parking lot. See, we think we can disrespect anyone, anywhere, anytime I feel like it. I was taught if I'm in somebody's home, show honor. You know, if I, I preach in different churches, different denominations, but I'm not going to preach something that would dishonor that leader. I'm honoring his home. See, I'll preach the gospel, but I'm not going to preach what will dishonor him. I'll preach what can be honored in that house because it's not my house. See, we're not to become ever a dishonoring people. When God chooses people to use, they have flesh just like you. We all got picked out of the same tribe of depraved human flesh. And that's why I thought, oh, God, don't call me. Yet call Aaron. Call somebody else. That's what Moses said. Call somebody else. Well, right. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I think it's verse 26, not many wise are called, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wisdom of the wise. So God wants to see what we'll do with authority over us, even when you might be more qualified or smarter than they are. You know, it could well be God puts them there to test your spirit. See, God would rather have somebody who's weak leaning on him out of their weakness than somebody who feels so overqualified they're arrogant and proud. So that's why you're stuck with me with the microphone. (laughs) That's just good. How, How many of you are glad God said there's not that many wise, not that many that God uses, not many good looking, not many noble? So grow up. Ham saw some flesh. And he ran out and told everybody and dishonored his father. Guess what I saw? Guess what I heard? I heard they were moving away. I heard they're getting a divorce. I heard one of their kids got arrested or kicked out of school. He was selling drugs. 
his two brothers, after hearing about it, get a blanket and back up to their father and cover him. In Genesis 9, beginning in verse 23, it says, but Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. So these sons had a spirit of honor. Noah, because everybody's been destroyed in the earth, Noah has the blessing of the world in his mouth. What he pronounces over these boys, this prophecy, he's going to release through the world. And it's going to touch the whole world. So he tells Shem, you will be the head of the Semitic tribes. Japheth, you will be over all the European tribes. And then he speaks to Ham. And notice, Ham wasn't cursed, but his son Canaan was cursed. Verse 25, cursed be Canaan, a servant to his brothers, he shall be. His descendants produced the wicked Canaanites, a corrupt pagan power and nation. What Ham did to dishonor his father would go into the next generation of his lineage. So I submit that the spirit of honor will either elevate you, your children, your grandchildren, or it will decimate you. A spirit of dishonor will take those kids down the wrong path. But if I honor God and people, it will be passed down to my children and my children's children. God says, he that honoreth me, him will I honor. I like that. I want to declare a spirit of honor over you to honor God, to honor authority, regardless of what the media is doing and what celebrities are doing. Amen. We're to be a people of honor and respect. May there be a culture of honor in this house, in your house, and on your children, and on your children's children. We don't have to agree with everybody we honor. That won't be possible. We can honor the office when we cannot honor the person. Even Paul, caught into the third heaven, talked to Jesus face to face, wrote 75% of your New Testament. Even old Paul got rebuked for calling the high priest Ananias a whitewashed wall. God knows what he would have said with our vocabulary now. That's in Acts 23. And when he was rebuked by a guard beside him in security saying, how dare you call out and rebuke the high priest? Paul says, oh my gosh, I did not know he was high priest. And then he quotes from Exodus chapter 22, for it is written, you shall not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. So let us be a house of honor, honor the Lord, honor leaders, honor those in pastoral authority, honor authority, honor police, honor civil authority in our city, honor the office if you can't honor the person. Don't get captured by the spirit of dishonor that's everywhere. See, do you want the mighty works of God? I do. Jesus could do none because they dishonored him. Having been raised in the military, honoring authority wasn't complicated to me at all. I salute the office, even though I might be ashamed of the person. So be real careful. Our military people know that. If you, meet, you don't like a colonel and you're a lower rank, you say, yes, sir. You salute that authority. You may despise the person wearing that uniform, but that office outranks you. So if you're a believer, you salute it and you show it honor. You know, what you believe personally about them is not a sin. That's fine. But you don't dishonor them. See, 
you, you get arrested and go to the brig. Yeah. It says, husbands, honor your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Wives, do you have a spirit of honor for your husband? Well, you're sorry old daddy hadn't come home or he, your dad wouldn't do so and so. Here we go. Just keep it going. Dishonor, dishonor, dishonor. You're divorced. You have shared custody of children. So the, the father will dishonor the mother. The mother will dishonor the father. It's a rare couple that can have a divorce and maintain respect and make them have respect for the mother or the mother, you're going to respect your father and, and have something civil. Some people do that. Most do not. And you try to mess up the kids by dishonoring the other spouse. Hey, you had the divorce. Shut up. The kids didn't. Don't bring them into it. Teach them to respect their mother and to respect their father. So how do we treat our spouses? Dishonor or honor? God says, children, honor your father and mother that life will go well with you and you will live long upon the earth. Now, that's better than any anti-aging pill or treatment you could take. God says, if you'll honor them, you don't have to like them. They aren't perfect people. You're going to see some flesh, but they are your life source. I want you to honor them. My father was married and divorced five times, but when he was in our presence, I always honored my wife. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Dad. Yes, sir. Take this chair. Make sure he got the best treatment, whatever. Did I, I want to be like him? Nope. Did I want a marriage like him? Nope. Did I want to raise kids like him? No. But I honored him. I'm honoring his office. I didn't think he was worthy of my of honor as a human being, but in his position as my biological father who brought me into the world, God said, honor him. Well, some of you want to mouth on that. And I'm thinking, shut up and show honor and respect. I'm not agreeing with that person. Do you understand? And you're going to see some flesh, but honor them. So let's disconnect from the spirit of dishonor. I'm not going to dishonor those God has put in a position of authority over me. But I will pray for them. We pray for them because God can do anything. He can remove them. He can change their heart. But the point is, he says, pray for those in authority. He knows we may not like them. Maybe we didn't vote for them. Maybe we don't like their morals or their agendas or ideology. But I am to pray for those in authority. Proverbs 15, verse 33, before honor comes humility. See, a proud man will not show proper authority. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, let the elders that rule well be worthy of double pay, double honor. Proverbs 3, verse 9, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit, that's the tithe, of all your increase. When you gave to the Lord this morning, you honored the Lord. And God sees it and said, okay, I'm going to release mighty things into your economic well-being. Now, I said all of that to say this. When you begin to honor the Lord and you enter a culture of honor and you get all that disrespect out and you begin to honor the Lord and one another, God says mighty works can be released. I don't know about you, but I've often wondered, what miracles did that little town of Nazareth miss because Jesus couldn't do any mighty works because they did not honor him? We'll never know. I want you to do something with me. Come on, stand to your feet. 
Let's stand up. Let's lift our hands to Jesus, and let's give Him a little bit, a couple of moments of honor and praise. Can you do it? Can we say, Lord, we bless you. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we glorify you. We magnify your name. Praise your greatness, O Lord God. Call Him your healer. Call Him your deliverer. Let's create a culture of honor in this room. Come on, open your mouth. Learn how to just praise God. Let go of any offense. Let go of any bitterness. Let go of any dishonor you feel. You know Jesus deserves our highest praise. He's worthy, God says, of all honor, all glory, all power, all praise. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. Be honored in this house today. We want to see mighty works. If you need healing this morning, I pray life over you. I rebuke cancer. I command it to die. I speak to respiratory distress. I rebuke you. Be healed. I rebuke blood disorder. Be made whole. High blood pressure. Liver disease. I curse you in Jesus' name. Affliction, infirmity, I bind you. We're a house of honor. We rebuke you. Lord, show your mighty works. Gainful employment for the unemployed, Lord. Financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Lord, mighty works. Mighty works, oh God. I declare you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord, the psalmist wrote. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow me by visiting the links in the description. I'm praying today that God richly blesses you this entire week.